0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, and I'm here with my co host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey, guys. Today, in our second NCAA preview, we will be discussing the University of Alabama. So just like last week with the University of Michigan, we'll be giving our lineup predictions, talking upgrades for the season, and talking about what we think the team is capable of in the postseason. We also give a quick update on the latest developments with season cancellations and some exciting signees that we have for the 2022 season. If you haven't already, make sure you check out our new website. Ashley did an amazing job on it, and right now you can go on there and find all of our latest episodes as well as transcriptions for some of the interviews that we've done. At the moment, we don't have the funds to pay for everything to be transcribed, so we've just been doing it in our free time, which, to be honest with you, we don't have a whole lot of free time, so it's something that we're kind of just trying to make work, but in the future, if you want to help support the show, you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as $1 a month. You can find the link for that in our show notes, as well as on our website, which is allthingsgympod.com. While we're on the topic of Patreon supporters, we'd like to give a quick shout out to all of our gold level supporters. A big thank you to Cindy M, Bree C, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Caitlin P, Kristen R, Lori S, and Sabrina M. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. So far, it's helped pay for our website for the first year and it's also helped to reimburse us for this fancy mic that we use every week. So, thank you so much for making this show possible. We hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Hey, so before we get into this little news segment, we just want to say we're sorry if you can hear this, like, buzzing noise in the background. We lost power at our house, and we're currently running on a generator, as well as everybody in our neighborhood. So <laughs> we're kind of surrounded by this annoying buzzing sound yeah, wherever we go. Yeah, like no matter where we go in the house, you can still hear like a hum or a <laughs> buzz. So we're hoping that with our microphone, you won't be able to hear it that much. But if you can, sorry, hopefully it's not too annoying. We're just working with what we got here. Yeah, the show's got to go on. <laughs> so I want to start by talking about some of the latest season cancellations for this upcoming season, which not gonna lie, that has me a little bit scared because I think I've been trying to be optimistic and hoping that the season is going to go on despite COVID, but now as we're getting closer and closer to season, it seems like a lot of schools are deciding not to go forward with the season, which is a little bit scary. So it started with some Division II schools like Brockport, Cortland, Westchester. Then recently we heard all the Ivy League schools canceled their season, so that would be like Brown, Cornell, Penn, Yale. And then the latest is the University of Alaska, which as we all know they're set to be cut after the 2021 season. So basically that means that they're not reinstated. We will never see Alaska gymnastics ever again. I know, which Which is is so heartbreaking. Like it was already just a tough year for that team anyways. Then just to have it end like that, knowing that, you know, you have this anxiety about if your team is ever going to be reinstated to begin with. And then now it's like, you also don't have this season, which was the only thing that seemed like a possible guarantee yeah, for them. Th- I think a lot of them are holding on to the fact that at the very least, they would have this one last season to kind of go out with a bang. And, right. You know, just, take, just to take it all in and like soak it all up. And for those seniors, this was going to be their last year. And now, you know, it's already been announced that if a team cancels their season, all the seniors will have an opportunity to come back for the next year. Mm-hmm. But for Alaska, that's not going to work because their program is being cut. So for these seniors, that means that they're going to have to transfer or yeah, this is it. So and even just for the freshmen, it's like they're coming in. This is their first year of college gymnastics. They're looking forward to it. And then there's just so much going on in the world right now. And then to have this happen on top of, you know, fighting for your program, it's like now you're not even going to be able to compete this season. It's just a lot. I feel like they really need us now more than ever. You know, they already needed our help to help save the program, but if you weren't motivated to do it before, please let this be your motivator now. Think about all these girls that are going to be losing out, you know, they're on their college careers, and this is what they work so hard for, and they're not only missing out on this season, but they're going to be missing out on potential seasons to come if we don't help them save the program. So... We've talked about this on the show before. We actually have an interview with some members of the Alaska Gymnastics team if you guys want to go check that out for a little bit more information and to hear more about what they're doing. But just for some quick context here, the team has to raise $888,000 by February 15th. That is their deadline. Half of that money needs to be in cash and then the rest of it can be in pledges. So as of this week, they've raised roughly 100000 which is pretty good yeah that's amazing because it really hasn't even been that long Mm -hmm. they still have a ways to go but i think that hearing a number like that it kind of makes you realize that it is possible because they raised that amount in like what a month and a half about yeah so they've made substantial progress and that's really exciting to hear and I feel like they're doing everything that they can to raise money. They're doing, on social media, the mask up and a handstand challenge, which is where, of course, you do a handstand, put your mask on, you post a video to social media, and then you donate $10 and you tag 10 people. I feel like that's a good way to get the gymnastics community involved, and especially the other college teams. I'm seeing a lot of collegiate gymnastics teams going yeah, around doing this like challenge. like Maggie Nichols did it, Kyla Ross did mm-hmm. it. So that's fun to see. Yeah, it's really cool to see other people getting involved. And then they've done some local raffles like in Alaska to help raise money. And then they also have like a, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's like a giving day in Alaska for, you know, UAA. And there's different, there's different opportunities to give to other sports as well. But the gymnastics program raised quite a bit of money from that. So... It's exciting to see that they've raised, you know, such a big amount of money in such a short period of time. And then they also have their, like, GoFundMe pages going. And that's where the internet can come in because they have a place where you can donate if you're willing or able to give more than a 1000 Then there's a link for that. But there's also a link for any donations under a 1000 So we'll be sure to put the link to that down in our show notes if you guys want to go ahead and make a contribution or at least help spread the word. Yeah, and even if it's a small amount, even if it's... whatever you can do. I know the team would appreciate it so much and it will make a difference. And it it does all help, truly. I think people get caught up sometimes in, I'm only able to give this amount. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. So like, I might as well not even bother. But we said this in our episode about Alaska and saving the team. If you take that small amount of money and you multiply it by everybody on your Facebook friends list or everybody on your Twitter feed, you know, that could be thousands and thousands of dollars. So when you think of it, that way your contribution actually means a lot. So keep that in mind. We also mentioned this before but we are donating all our Patreon supporter money from the month of October as well as matching that amount for our own personal donation and then we're also continuing to raise money you know saving change, doing bottle returns, asking our friends and family to donate, just stuff like that and we'll give you guys a final total on what our donation is once we get to that point but For now, we just want to encourage everyone to keep doing what they can, even if it's just a little bit. And at the very least, if you can't donate, just spread the word, because you may be able to reach somebody that can help. Moving on to other NCAA news, last week was the start of the signing period for the 2022 season, and there is so many amazing gymnasts that signed. I'm super excited for the next couple of years for NCAA Gymnastics, because there's some incredible girls coming in. Yeah, and I feel like this incoming class next season may be one of the strongest that we've seen. I mean, I I think we've said that before in the past, but there are so many top-notch, top-tier level athletes, whether they're high-level 10s or, you know, previous successful elite gymnasts. Um, We have lots of talent coming in, lots to look forward to in the future. Mm -hmm. So we real quickly wanted to briefly run through some of the bigger names that you're going to see joining the NCAA ranks in the next year. Utah signed both Kara Aker and Grace McCallum, which is really big because that right there is two two time world champions. (laughs) There's still the possibility of Michaela Skinner possibly coming back next season. That's something that's still kind of up in the air, but even if she doesn't come back, I think it's safe to say that Utah is going to look pretty great for the next several years. Another team that's going to look great for the next several years is the University of Florida. They have I want to say one of the very best freshman classes ever. I mean, feel free to weigh in with your opinions, guys, if you think there's been a better team at some point in time, but I personally can't think of a better team than what Florida is going to have in the 2022 season. So they signed Riley McCusker, Morgan Hurd, Leanne won, that was the latest one. She was kind of keeping it a secret for a while. A lot of people were thinking she was gonna to go to Stanford or somewhere else, but she finally announced her commitment the day she signed. And then also they have Sloane Blakely. And that class will be in addition to, you know, having Trinity Thomas. That'll be her senior year. So I I don't know. What do you think? I feel like that Florida team is going to give Oklahoma a run for their money and could very well be Nanny Champs. Yeah, I think just with that freshman class alone, I mean, looking at Riley, Morgan, Leanne, and Sloan Blakely, I think that... That might be, like you said, one of the strongest freshman classes or one of the strongest teams as a whole Mm -hmm. that we've ever seen in college gymnastics. There's so many high-level elite gymnasts that are going to be on that team. And so many girls that have the potential to be perfect. That's the other thing. Like, it's not just like, oh, I was an elite gymnast and like, I won this meet or that meet and like, I'm great. Like, these are girls that are actually like, technique-wise, they're perfect. (laughs) Capable of perfection. And then when you water down their routines a little bit, like, I'm seeing tens left and right with this team. So, on a team with Morgan Riley, leanne Juan, salome Blakely, Trinity Thomas, Savannah Shane here, who do you put as your bar anchor? <laughs> <laughs> right? You see the problem here, like it's they're too good, yeah, like I truly I don't know, I don't know like they're all anchors. rest in peace, Jenny Rowland, for trying to decide that. <laughs> I will say that I'm. Not concerned. That's not the word. But I'm wondering if we're gonna see all four of the girls from this signing class for 2022. Um, for example, Riley and Morgan. I feel like right now they're both in contention for well, and Leanne, y, I guess I should say too. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Morgan and Riley in a little bit better standing to make the Olympic team. Well, but either way, all three of those girls are trying for that. Yeah. And they're in contention for that. Is there a possibility that one of them is gonna go pro? Is well, there a possibility that someone's gonna wait a year? So here's the thing. I think if Leanne Wan were to make the Olympic team, I don't see her going pro. So I could see her doing like what Kyla Ross did, where if she were to make the team, she could have her success at the Olympics, but then she'd still go on and do college gymnastics. So I wouldn't be worried about that, whether she makes the team or not. I think we're going to see Leanne in, you know, college. I think Riley and Morgan are probably the biggest question marks in terms of going pro. If I had to say just my hunch, I feel like Morgan is the most likely i've I've always struggled to see Morgan in college for some mm-hmm. reason. I always saw her going to the Olympics and then becoming like a star afterwards, kind of like more Hernandez you know mm-hmm. going on and doing like other things in like the performing arts world yeah um Riley, I could see you know going to the Olympics and then still wanting to move on and go to college gymnastics afterwards mm-hmm. um I guess that remains to be seen, but If I had to guess, I agree with you. I think that Morgan would be the most likely to go pro. But there also is just the possibility of them all coming and Florida absolutely destroying the college scene for the next, you know, four years to come. So we're going to definitely be keeping our eyes on that. I think everybody is. And just real quickly, I wanted to make a note about Florida. Even in the years after that, they have other amazing athletes coming in. They have Olivia Greaves. They have Kayla DiCello. So... You know, Florida always been known to be one of those teams that brings in some of the best elite level gymnasts, and I feel like that's not going to change anytime soon. And for a while, it's been all about Oklahoma. They've been kind of the team to beat, but I think that it's going to be really, really hard for any team to be able to compete with Florida when they have a team like this. Some other signees that we're pretty excited about, LSU. They finally signed Aaliyah Finnegan. I feel like ever since Sarah Finnegan, her sister, was at LSU and Aaliyah committed, we've kind of just been like looking forward to this moment. And it's kind of felt like she's always been a part of the team. Yeah. So it's nice to see her finally sign. And then Tori Tatum, she's another one of the bigger names that signed for LSU for 2022. Another really big team in the future, I think, is going to continue to be UCLA. They've always kind of been a big team, but I don't think that's going to change. They have another really talented freshman class going to be coming in. Yeah, so they have Alexis Jeffrey, Emily Lee, both former elites, and they're also expected to get Jordan Childs, Emma Malibuyo, and then Brooklyn Morris and Anna Pedreriou, who deferred from this season that's about to happen right now, if it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have a couple girls that were supposed to be, you know, from different teams, different classes, I should say, um, who are all going to be joining now as one class, one super powerhouse class. Yeah. So Alexis and Emily Lee are the only ones that have signed so far, but there is still another signing period to come before they actually come to college. So that's, I think, when we're hoping to see Jordan Childs and MML Bulio, but I think for now their focus is on Tokyo 2021. So we can kind of look to see them sign after that. Another athlete that I'm really, really looking forward to seeing is Jordan Bowers. Yeah. So she signed with Oklahoma, and I loved her as an elite. I was really disappointed when I found out she was retiring from elite, but she's so perfect, and I feel like she's also a perfect fit for Oklahoma. Like, I've just been watching videos of her on YouTube, or I occasionally go through her Instagram and just look at old videos that she posted. Um, she actually posted a video around Halloween time, where she was in, like, a cow, like, one-piece, like a onesie, <laughs> and she was doing, like, a side aerial on beam. It's just so beautiful. Like, I don't even know, like, what I'm trying to beautiful say. Beautiful cow gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Like, I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm just obsessed. Like I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the words right now, and I I can't even. She's just so beautiful. I feel like we haven't seen her compete in so long that I'm just, like, itching to see, like, what she's capable of. And I don't know, maybe you can help me find the words here, because apparently today's just not my day for finding words. But she's just, like, perfect for Oklahoma. Like, they have this look to them this elegance and they all kind of like move in a similar way. And she's just going to blend in like perfectly there. So I feel like I couldn't think of a better school for her to go to. So I'm really excited to see her. And then also they signed Danae Fletcher. So she was originally supposed to be coming in 2022, But we found out that she is going to be joining now this upcoming season. Again, if it happens, I feel like we have to keep saying that. (laughs) Because right now... Disclaimer. We don't know. But she's also going to be joining for this season. So that's a nice unexpected surprise. She's a national floor champion. So looking forward to seeing that. And then another big name, probably maybe one of the biggest names, is Suni Lee, who signed with Auburn, which I'm obsessed with that because I feel like... I kind of get sick of seeing all the top athletes going to the same schools. It's always UCLA, Florida, Oklahoma, LSU. But... To have Suni Lee going to Auburn, I feel like that's just so cool. And she's going to be like the superstar for that. Oh, yeah. She's going to do amazing things for that team. And I'm sure that, you know, her coach had a pretty big influence in her decision to go to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's his twin brothers, the head coach. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing her and all these athletes. There's, there's so many more. We could sit here for hours and hours and talk about all the amazing athletes that are going to be coming in for the 2022 season. But let us know who you guys are excited to see. You can reach out to us, you know, on Twitter. Send us an email. Um, We're at allthingsgympod at gmail.com or at allthingsgympod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let us know what you think about some of these freshmen coming in and who are you most excited to see. All right, so moving on, let's get right into our season preview for the University of Alabama. The Crimson Tide have won six NCAA national titles, the last time being in 2012, and they've also won the SEC title nine times, with the last time being in 2015. While Bama has always been considered a top-tier team, they've been somewhat outperformed in recent years. Do they have what it takes to get back on the podium? We discuss. Alright, so Alabama last year finished the season in 8th place as a team, and they scored on average around 197, like just a little over 197, so pretty solid. Um, some people may expect more from the University of Alabama, considering that they do have some pretty high-level athletes on their team, but I feel like that's about on par with how they've been looking the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. They can be very hit or miss. Sometimes they score really, really well, and then sometimes they, you know, are at consistent and they get lower scores so they do have a few key contributors that they're losing from their lineups coming into the season the first being winter Childers, she was limited to only uneven bars last season so that's really the only event they're going to be missing that routine maddie dash was consistently in the vault and floor lineup and then she competed beam twice last season so really vault and floor is where they're looking to replace her i would say the biggest is floor she definitely brought in the biggest scores on that event yeah and then there's Shay Mahoney who I think overall she's probably the biggest loss for this team the biggest shoes to fill she was consistently in the vault uneven bar and floor lineup and I would say she was also a consistent high scorer on those three events yeah I feel like this is a pretty talented class that Alabama is losing and the freshmen coming in definitely have big shoes to fill however I do think they have a good freshman class coming in Perhaps the biggest name is Shania Adams. She was a national team member in 2016 and is a five-time qualifier to the U.S. National Championships. Some of her best results from Elite was in 2018, she was second in the all-around at the American Classic. She also won bars at that meet. And then the next year, in 2019, she was third all-around. So... Not necessarily a huge name in the elite world, but she has clean gymnastics, and I can see her definitely stepping right in and, you know, filling in where there's some gaps in the lineups. Next up, we have Cameron Machado. She was a former elite gymnast, actually trained at the same gym as Morgan Hurd for state gymnastics. So she was an elite in 2016, and she was also a three-time JO national qualifier. And the third and final freshman coming in for Alabama is Sarah Duh. And I'm not 100% sure that's how you pronounce her last name. It's spelled D-U-H-E, so the E could be silent and it's Da. That's it kind of what I'm thinking. It could also be do he. I'm not exactly sure, so we'll have to find out about that as the season starts. But she is the Louisiana State Champion on vaults, and she's also a three-time regional qualifier. And then at regionals in 2019, she actually finished third on vaults. So that's definitely her strongest event and where she's likely going to contribute the most to this team. So starting with the vault lineup, we have Shania Adams in the leadoff spot. And second, we have Sarah Duh. I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I hate saying her name and I'm not confident in how it's pronounced. Let's just call her Sarah D. How about that? Okay, that works for <laughs> me. So second, we have Sarah D. Then third, we have Luisa Blanco. Fourth, Shalyn Olsen. Fifth, Makari Dagai. And then in the sixth position as the anchor, we have Lexi Graber. So I think Shania Adams makes a good leadoff. She has tangle full. I I feel like she's capable of doing more than that, because she has a mm-hmm. huge, powerful Yurchenko foal, so maybe that's something that's in the works of being upgraded, but either way, I think that her foal is still lineup-worthy. Yeah, I think that Alabama is losing two foals from their lineup from last season, so they're kind of used to counting a couple foals in the lineup anyway, so I don't think that having Shania with only a foal is really going to be much of an issue, and like you said, I feel like she is capable of potentially upgrading, so whether she does or not in her freshman season, I like her foal involved. I think it's explosive, she has good technique, and she seems to find the landings pretty well, so I like her in the leadoff spot. Yeah, and then in the second spot, we have another freshman, Sarah D, and she actually has a pretty explosive one and a half, which Mm -hmm. I was kind of surprised by. So I was looking her up on YouTube just to kind of get a feel for what kind of vaulter she is, and I think the one and a half is relatively new for her. It looks like she competed it for the first time last season, but it did look pretty good. And And she... she already has the college salute down. Did you notice that? She does, yes. So I can see her vault scoring well, especially if she gets more consistent with the landing. And I think at this rate, if... Alabama can have you know as many 10-0 start values as possible they're gonna take it so even if she needs a little bit more practice or a little bit more competition experience I don't think it's going to be an issue and I think it would make sense for them to have her in the lineup because if you can have you know as many tenos as you can you might as well take advantage of right, that right exactly speaking of another tenno Luisa Blanco is training a one and a half and it's actually really great I love it mm-hmm. so she did a full last season beautifully done I'm looking forward to seeing how the one and a half goes in competition. I think that she has such clean technique and, you know, really, if she can stick the landing, she's the kind of athlete that in every event I feel like has the potential to score a 10. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see what happens with her on vault this season. But looking forward to seeing her with an upgraded vault. And then, you know, Olsen, Graber, and even Macari Doggett, they're kind of the ones that you would expect to be in the lineup. Obviously, last season, Makari was dealing with a little bit of a knee problem. So she wasn't in the vault lineup. I think she did vault maybe once. But we know from her, you know... Previous experience with J.O., she's an amazing vaulter. Super powerful. I would say it's one of her strongest events. so And someone that we definitely expect to see in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And then I think Lexi Graber. She makes a great final athlete, the anchor. She's so consistent on vault. Um, we've seen her stick it in the past and score a 9.975. She also got a 10 back in her J.O. career. So she's someone that we can expect a lot from and I think continue to expect a lot from this season. Mm-hmm looking at potential alternates or people that could step in if needed. Ella Burgess did vault a few times last season, only in Yurchenko full, but pretty nicely done, and I think that, you know, if need be, she's someone that they could count on to step in and get the job done. And then also Kylie Dixon. I'm kind of wanting to see a little bit more from her. We've really only seen her consistently in the bar lineup for Bama, and I feel like she has potential to be really good on Vol. I remember from her elite days, at one point she was training at two and a half, and it was pretty good. Mm. So, I know she can do a one and a half. She has to be able to do a one and a half. (laughs) It's gotta be in there somewhere. (laughs) So, I'm not sure exactly what her issue is, if she's dealt with some injuries and whatnot. I would imagine so if she's been limited to bars, but I would really, really like to see her be more of a contributor in the vault lineup this season. So I think she's a possibility regardless of what vault she does, but I'm hoping for a 10.0 start value and then I think that she would easily be in the vault lineup if she would get that. So moving on to bars, this is an event that Ashley and I sort of struggled to put together our lineup just because Bama has so many options on this event, but here's what we have. In the leadoff position, we have Kylie Dixon, second, we have Gen Z Givens, third, we have Maddie Walagora, fourth, we have Shania Adams, fifth, we have Luisa Blanco, and sixth, Makari Daggett. So I want to start by saying that I'm pretty confident with putting Kylie Dixon in the first spot because that's a position that she's familiar with. She's, you know, done that in the past and gone up and hit a great routine. Very, very consistent on this event. I think last season she didn't go below 9.8. In fact, she was very consistently in the 9.825 to 9.875 range. So a really consistent leadoff score. And also with a release as high as hers and lines as beautiful as hers, how could you not have her in your bar line? Right, Exactly. Yeah, we kind of went back and forth here with a couple athletes deciding like, who could you take out of the lineup to make room for somebody else? And I don't know. I can't, I can't take out Kylie Dixon. I, I think she's too consistent on that event and the crowd really does love her release move. You know, one person that we almost sort of forgot about at first was Maddie Wallagora She's a sophomore and last season she was injured. So I think a lot of people, you know, she might not be on their radar, but she's actually phenomenal on bars. We've seen her do in the past, a beautiful double layout with a full twist off bars. Um, She competed that throughout her J-O career. She actually got third on bars at the 2018 Jo Nationals, as well as third all around. So mm-hmm. she's definitely someone that you guys are going to want to keep your eye on, I think. And I think she's going to continue with that dismount in college. We saw it a day or so ago on Alabama's Instagram story, they posted like training updates and we saw a video of her doing that double layout with a full twist. So it looks like she's going to be keeping it for college and she's looking really good on that event so far from what we've seen. Luisa Blanco was one that didn't really compete a whole lot last season on bars. I think she did maybe one bar and it wasn't good she scored like an eight something but I don't think that really speaks to her potential on bars you know we talk about her her clean form and her technique and all that and bars is another event where you're really going to see that and I feel like we haven't seen her potential yet in college on bars I think she has a lot left in the bag and looking forward to seeing some good things from her this season Shania Adams is another one that I'm really looking forward to seeing on this event. She was a great bar worker in her elite days and I've seen her quite a bit on Alabama's Instagram story doing bars so I definitely think that's an event that she'll be a key contributor on. And then also Jensi Givens. She was someone that stepped in last season. She was new in the bar lineup and I think surprised a lot of people ourselves included. We had her on our fantasy team so we obviously had our eyes on her throughout the whole season and she actually had a 9925 at one point so I think the potential is definitely there for her. And we have Makari Duggett in our anchor position. I feel like she's the perfect person for that position. She's very consistent. She has high release moves. She's very clean. She hits her handstands. I think that she's exactly the kind of person that can kind of, you know, cap off an already strong rotation for Alabama. You know, this is an event where they have a lot of depth. And, you know, there's even some good girls who are sitting out, unfortunately. You know, Lexi Graber, she's someone who has been in the lineup for Alabama. She's an all-rounder for Alabama. But I just, I had a hard time justifying putting her in this lineup because of all the girls we just mentioned and how good they are, how consistent they are, you know, the technique that they have on bars, you know, they hit their handstands, they have high explosive dynamic release moves. And Lexi sometimes, she, she does a ginger for her release move and her legs sometimes come apart on that. And she always has a little bit of a pike in her hips and her handstands yeah, and so a little bit just, of flex feet. Yeah, just little things here and there that, you know, obviously she's a great gymnast, she's a great all around gymnast and I want to see her in the all around I just don't know who you would take out of this bar lineup you know to put her in I think if it came down to like consistency and somebody that we have like say a freshman or someone that you know wasn't hitting like you would want them to, or maybe even Louisa, you know, we haven't seen her hit a bar routine in college yet. You know, it's possible that she could be taken out and they would go with Lexi Graber just because she is consistent. So I think that's a possibility. But like you said, yeah, it's kind of hard to justify taking out somebody who has such clean form technique for somebody that's good, but not perfect. Right. Emily Gaskins is another potential option. She's another one who I think, you know, she has a little bit of execution errors here and there that you kind of pick up on. Mm -hmm. You know, bars, it's kind of obvious, whereas event like Beam and Floor, you can kind of disguise it a little bit more. Emily is known for her grace and her elegance, but she's also kind of a power gymnast. She has that unique sort of balance between the two. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that she's a good bar worker, but I don't know if she's quite good enough to get in the lineup this year. And then another one that I was thinking of was possibly The Freshman, Cameron Machado, I feel like, I don't know, I like her on bars, and she has potential. I'm always a little bit weary of putting a freshman into the lineup, especially when you haven't seen them, you know, in the training videos and stuff like that, so I don't really know what she's capable of yet. I would want to see her maybe go in a competition setting as an exhibition. That way, you can kind of get a feel for what they're like in competition, and then I'd have a little bit more confidence putting her in my lineup. So I think she's definitely an option, but I'm personally not ready to put her in yet. all right let's move on to beam in the leadoff spot we have alonza Cloffer, second we have cameron machado third emily gaskins fourth shania adams fifth lexi graber and then sixth the anchor luisa blanco i like this beam lineup i think it's another one that is going to be a good solid event for bama this season blanco of course in the anchor position Gorgeous, gorgeous beam worker. I mean, perfection. Yes, really, really tremendous on this event. I think she's definitely knocking on the door of a ten. I guess we'll oh, see for sure. Lexi Graber is another gymnast that I really like on this event. She's used to being in the back end of Alabama's lineup, so she's definitely used to that pressure. I think. Yeah, and there's been many times that I can think of where she's had to come through and hit her routine in a pressure-filled situation. I think it was regionals in 2019 where the team was really counting on her and they needed her to come through and hit her routine and you know she did just that. They missed out on qualifying to nationals but I think she needed to get a 995 for Alabama to advance and I believe she got a 9-9 mm-hmm. so she was very very close that that score could be slightly off but if my memory serves correctly it was she was very close to getting the score she needed and she didn't crack under the pressure and we do remember these little details because this was a regional that was at Michigan and it was between Bama and Michigan for who was going to make it to nationals <laughs> so, so we, we were, were having a panic attack during this speed routine <laughs> right we knew what needed to happen <laughs> for our team Michigan to make it to nationals but I agree. I think that she's someone that you can count on. Like I said, she's gone up in several times, several situations where she, you know, someone in the lineup has already fallen and she needs to go and hit and she does that. Yeah, so. and she moves with just confidence too, I mm-hmm. think. You know, a skill of hers that I really like is sort of that front toss to a scale that she mm-hmm. does on one leg. I think that's kind of unique. The Leucan, I guess you could call it. Yeah, it's actually not called that, but whatever. <laughs> we know what you mean. So I know I literally just said in regards to Cameron Machado that I'm hesitant to put Freshman in, but here I am putting her in the beam lineup. <laughs> I just, I don't know, I like her on this event. I, I spent some time last night just researching her, looking at videos of her on YouTube, and I feel like this is her best event, especially in J.O. even score-wise. I feel like this is where she had the best results. Mm-hmm. So I think that she has a fighting chance of making it in this lineup. Alabama is returning the same beam lineup that they had from last season well I shouldn't say the beam lineup they're returning all the same girls that were in the beam lineup from last season so she's definitely gonna have to prove why she should be in the lineup to the coaches but I think she can do it and we took out Shailen Olsen simply because I think that she doesn't bring in the biggest scores on this event she can bring in a big score and she has I think she just lacks a little bit of consistency, so I just kind of want to give Cameron Machado a shot. I want to see what she can do, because I do like her on this event. And then to wrap things up, we have floor exercise. So in our lineup, we have Shania Adams in the leadoff spot, Emily Gaskins in second, Shannon Olson in third, Luisa Blanco in fourth, Lexi Graber in fifth, and then the one and only McCartney Duggett in the anchor position. Now... If you listen to our episode with Michigan, we said this there, and it applies here as well, I think you can kind of flip this lineup around and it would still make sense. Yeah. This is just, I mean, honestly, at this point in the season, with only seeing so much on social media, it's really hard to get a feel for what the lineup is actually going to be. Like Shania Adams, for example, right now we put her in first. Can she go later in the lineup? Absolutely. Absolutely. She has a really big Arabian double front. In Elite, she did a stay, jump out of it. She was pretty consistent with it. I really loved it. So I could see her possibly going later in the lineup. Emily Gaskins has a double layout. We've seen her training that in the preseason. Sheldon Olsen is another really strong, consistent floor worker. The thing that's frustrating about and olsen on Floor. This is coming from somebody who's had her on my fantasy gym team in the past. <laughs> she just doesn't always get the high scores. And that applies to Vault really too, but mm-hmm. Floor, she doesn't really get the consistent scores. You would expect her to go up and be getting nine nine plus scores every single week. Well and she is throwing the double double as her first pass, which is incredible. She's only the second gymnast ever, with Michaela Skinner being the first to do that big mount on Floor. So like you said, I feel like that's kind of like the wow factor in the routine. And you would hope that that would get her bigger scores. But I think what gets Shalynn is she tries a two feet stick at it. Yeah. She, she does. doesn't, you know, in college, you're allowed to take that step back, and she doesn't ever try to utilize that which i think could help her score and i understand that she's also doing elite simultaneously so she's superwoman basically yeah and for we her want to give her credit <laughs> where credit's too oh for sure but for her i think she's kind of viewing this as an opportunity to get consistency with the skills that she's going to be doing in elite you know she's training for the olympics and in the past it's been the world championship so she is still training like year-round for elite so i understand she wants to get consistency with the passes that she's going to be doing in elite but I feel like it's hurting her in college a little bit because she could take a step back just like Michaela Skinner was doing when she did the double double, and the judges would overlook the little form issues just like they did with Michaela and give her, you know, 995, 10, whatever. They'd be giving her huge scores week after week. She always takes a hop because she's trying to stick it with two feet. Right. And I think that's difficult to do when you're doing a double double unless you're Simone Biles. <laughs> so. That's the one thing I think me and you were both in agreement on with Shallon that kind of prevents her from getting... Big scores consistently. But regardless, I still think that she's an amazing floor worker, and it would make absolutely no sense to not like have her in the Mm -hmm. lineup on that event. And you're excited about louisa Blanco. I like how I say you're excited, you're not not excited. (laughs) She's training a double layout on floor, which is so beautiful. Again, I think everything that she does is beautiful. That's an upgrade from last season. It is, yep. So I'm really excited to see her really as an all-arounder this season. I think that she's going to really blow up for Alabama. She's gonna kind of be their star athlete. And they'll have several star athletes on their team. Makari being another one. And Lexi Graeber. We have both of them at the back end of the lineup as well. And really, they're going to be like that dynamic trio, I think. Yeah. That in every event, we're going to see all of them. And they're going to be amazing week in and week out. And I would like to point out, too, with this lineup, if Luisa does do the double layout... This lineup that we have right here would be all e-passes yeah. on So that would be really exciting and a pretty big deal for Alabama. Yeah, I definitely think that overall... Bama's looking good so far from what i've seen in the preseason i do think that i see beam and floor being their strongest events floor like you mentioned lots of powerful tumbling e-passes to look forward to from all of the girls in the lineup and then you have balance beam that really hasn't changed from last season it's, it's an ex- experienced lineup yes and i think that will bode well for them this season what event do you feel like might be their weakest event I kind of want to say vault just because there's so many question marks at this point in time. You know, mm-hmm. we have Shania Adams, who we're assuming is doing a fall. Um, we have... Sarah D the new freshman whose last name we can't pronounce and she (laughs) doesn't have a whole lot of experience we do know that she has that one and a half in her back pocket how is it going to look though you know we Mm -hmm. haven't really seen a whole lot from her. Blanco doing the one and a half that's also an upgrade for her in college so yeah there is a lot of question marks I think that they have potential to be really good on this event but as of right now there's just a lot of unknowns. Well and another unknown too is Makari Daggett coming back from a knee injury. Mm -hmm. I believe I've seen videos of her so far in preseason. But I'm also not 100% sure on that. But either way, it's still a question mark. Mm -hmm. She's still somebody who really wasn't in the vault lineup last season. Although we do expect it, we still need to see a little bit more from her, I think, to feel more confident. As a team, what do you think of Alabama's chances? I kind of feel that they're going to be similar to where they were last season. I think that they're losing a talented class. They're also gaining a talented class. And I don't know if I see much changing for them. I think that, you know, At the end of the season, they're definitely going to be in contention for making it to nationals. They're a team that always has been. Yes, they always have been. And I think that for years to come, they will be. They're a team that's in the SEC. They get high scoring at their home meets. I think the biggest thing for them is going to be what happens at the away meets. Because I think that is kind of what pulled down their overall score last season. Mm -hmm. Is not always having either scoring in their favor consistently because they're always, you know... Sometimes overscored at home, which is not, no shade to Alabama. That's like an SEC thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that they do have some inconsistencies throughout their entire season. And I, I really do think that for them to be considered one of those top three teams, or now I guess top four teams if we're looking at the four on the four at Nationals, they have some work to do, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a walk in the park for this team. Yeah, and you know, last season I was really looking forward to the opportunity to see how the whole four-on-the-floor thing was going to work out, and I think it's safe to say with how Alabama was performing last season, they weren't going to be in contention for that. I'm hoping with Luisa Blanco doing some upgrades and kind of stepping up her game a little bit, Makari having her back on vaults, also having someone like Shania Adams stepping in, those are things that I think are going to help boost Alabama. But overall, I don't feel like they really have that much changing for them. I think that, like I said, for sure, going to be in the conversation as far as making it to Nationals. But are they going to be one of those teams down on the floor, you know, competing for the National title? I guess we'll see. Maybe they'll prove us wrong. But right now, I, I don't see them being one of the very, very top teams. But like you mentioned, I guess to end on a positive note, a team that has always been in the mix, a team that we conti- we expect to continue to be in the mix. and they have some great gymnasts on their team this season, looking forward to seeing what the freshmen can bring and you know what kind of improvements we can see as preseason progresses and we get closer to season. I think that you know we can't still expect a lot to happen for this team. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Next week, we will be back with another NCAA season preview, this time for the University of Florida. And we're going to be joined by head coach Jenny Rowland and senior Alyssa Bauman. So we're super excited to share that with you guys, and we hope you stay tuned. We also just wanted to say that we hope you guys are staying safe out there. I know that coronavirus cases are on the rise again, and it's kind of, you know, a scary time all over the world. Um, I know here in Michigan, the governor was just talking about doing another three-week lockdown. So yeah, I think that, you know, we kind of we're expecting this to happen a little bit, you know, seeing a spike in cases and, you know, we're at that part where we're kind of getting to that point and things are starting to kind of pick up again. So please just stay safe wherever you are, you know, continue to stay home as much as you can and wear a mask when you do go out, social distance, and just be safe, you guys. We love you and we'll talk to you next Monday. Bye!